Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Happy Friday, everybody. You made it through the week. Congratulations. The weekend is coming. Uh, but as we get ready to welcome the weekend on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We start each show with the three things we think you need to hear in order to be in the know. And we call it the three at 1203. Give me three. You got it. It's the three. I'll need three things. At 1203. They're going to be talking about three things. Three. It is. It's the magic number. What does it all mean? And here it is behind door number one. Okay, so, I don't know if you, did you know that May is Mental Health Awareness Month? I did indeed. Yes, as did I. And uh, I'm very excited to see that the celebrities are embracing this. As I've always said, the more celebrities can talk about their own struggles with mental health, the better uh, we all will be at talking about it and breaking the stigma around certain mental health issues. And one of the ways that they are doing this is uh, different celebrities are putting out videos in observance of Mental Health Awareness Month, giving advice to their younger selves. And one of those videos is by Mayim Bialik. And here's a little audio from that. Mayim Bialik from The Big Bang Theory. And I think what I would have liked to tell my younger self about my mental health um, is that there are answers. And for me, some of those answers I had to wait years to find. And I needed to get different help, which ended up being really the right kind of help. But I had this notion when I was younger that if something didn't work once, or if a therapist didn't work, or if a medication didn't work, that nothing would ever work. And I wish I could have told my younger self, something will work. It's just going to take sometimes more research, sometimes more referrals, um, and really figuring things out like your life depends on it. Because for me, it did. That's awesome that yeah. you shared that. Yeah, I think it's just really cool. And again, like I said, the more uh, the more people with large platforms and loud voices can share their own personal struggles, the better it really is for everybody. And also that advice she just gave to her younger self is great advice even for adults. Yeah. So we oh, all get sure. something from it. Behind door number two, let's see what we've got. All right, so Mother's Day is on Sunday. Uh, And so the second thing we think you need to hear so you can be in the know today is this kind of adorable moment on the Ellen show. So Ellen invited uh, an audience full of pregnant women because they're going to be mothers. And she had the show co-hosted, which she doesn't do, by Jennifer Garner, who is a 
Mother. Mama. Jennifer Garner uh, made a little video for all of the mamas in the audience, and it really shows off her singing and her rapping skills. Motherhood is a beautiful thing. It fills your heart with joy and makes you want to sing. But to all the pregnant ladies at the Ellen Show, there's a few things that you should know. Imagine squeezing something out the size of a watermelon. How much pain is that? There'll be a lot of swelling. And breastfeeding? It ain't simple. One false move, you've got a cracked nipple. You'll be up all night, groggy all day, jonesing for a bottle of Chardonnay. You'll retain more water than the Hoover Dam and change enough diapers to fill a moving van. Whether you go with a doctor or a doula, it'll take weeks to heal your hoo-ha. People will keep asking when the baby's due and you'll be like, three months ago, I thought you knew. But motherhood is a beautiful thing. Isn't that lovely? That's adorable. Actually, I honestly, am I stupid? Probably very true. I didn't know she could sing so well. Yeah. Seems like it was her voice was maybe heightened a bit. I mean, I'm sure they zhuzhed it up, but it did, I mean... It seems just like a higher register, perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, Anyway, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mama's Day. All of the mothers. We'll get to that a little bit later. Oh, yo, Mama's. Here's what we have for you behind door number three. Okay, so I don't know if you got a chance to listen to uh, the Jason and Alexis show this morning. I did not. With their good friend, Don. Well, they do this segment called Dear Diary. And uh, it's basically Don and Alexis reading old bits of their uh, journal entries from when they were kiddies. And occasionally, uh, usually they have some young uh, girls read the diary entries. So it kind of, you know, adds a little flair. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes the diary entries have uh, naughty bits. Mm. And because we don't want the children to read the naughty bits, Mm -hmm. we don't want them to be exposed. uh, They'll have uh, an understudy. And I have been fortunate enough to understudy on occasion. Uh, and I did so this morning. And uh, this particular this particular diary entry was very hard for me. I'm just going to say that. And I want you to have a listen. Dear Diary Continues. In what's becoming a frequent occurrence on Dear Diary, the role of Alexis Thompson will once again be played by the understudy. Due to sensitive subject matter. <laughs> November 19th, 1995. Dear Diary, Megan had a birthday and a going away surprise party for me. They got me and threw confetti in my face. Then we all started crying and hugging and crying. I don't want to move, but we promised to write each other every day. And they'll come visit me in Minnesota. And mom said, I can come back for eighth grade graduation. (laughs) Keith and Michael were at the party. We climbed the tree in Lori's backyard. Keith went first. And when Maureen and I looked up, (laughs) Take two. Keith and Michael were at the party. We climbed the tree in Lori's backyard. Keith went first. And when Maureen and I looked up, we saw his big ass... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can't just, just the thought of Alexis saying big ass weenie. 
I wish maybe at some point we'll play the raw audio because it, you can't hear Rocco. Rocco was also losing it. And mm-hmm. that was part of the problem is it we just kept going back and forth. And it legitimately there, it took long enough, but it took even longer because there were more moments where I was just like, I don't know what to do. Because <laughs> I rarely, I mean, you know, it's rare. It's a rare thing. You might get a little, you know, punchy sometimes, mm-hmm. but to not be able to get out three simple words. Oh my gosh. Not all that kind But also I get, I understand why it was difficult for you because again, you have to imagine how old was Alexis when she I wrote don't know. that? She was in she had to be in middle school. I think she said she was thirteen or fourteen. Yeah. I don't even think she was that old because this was literally the first weenie she saw outside of her brothers, I guess. Well, I, I don't I know felt, that I would have seen a weenie. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty age appropriate yeah. for one's first weenie. I mean, take it up with her. I don't know what her weenie <laughs> patrol is. I'm just telling you. I think she was, um, you know, maybe in like seventh grade. Yeah. She said, uh, but anyway, she said, or I, I can see that you had to think about what a young Alexis. Just the thought of a little saying. Alexis writing the words big ass weenie. I'm like, who? Because like, I don't, I'm like, maybe I would have written like creepy or gross junk or something like, but big ass weenie. That's the words she chooses. Yeah. I mean, Alexis has always been really yeah. creative with this big house weenie. The word usements she structures. Yeah. That was uh, fun. <laughs> that was really hilarious. Thanks for sharing that. All right, when we come back, Elizabeth Reese is bringing in a wheelbarrow with all the dirt from Hollywood for a dirt alert on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. The beautiful Ms. Elizabeth Reese has arrived with the dirt from Hollywood. I have arrived. Hi, friends. Hi. Nice to be with you. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, too. Redmond O'Neill has been charged with possessing heroin and meth. That's what I'm sharing with you today. I know. This is a bummer. He was arrested on Tuesday for allegedly robbing a convenience store and threatening a store clerk at knife point. Now it's being reported that the L.A. County District Attorney's Office has charged him with second degree robbery, assault with a deadly weapon, possession of a smoking device, possession of an injection slash ingestion device and two counts of possessing a controlled substance. Mm. 
Redmond O'Neill is 33 years old. He is scheduled to be arraigned this afternoon. Prosecutors are looking um, to get a bail set at $125,000. The story is um, that Redmond O'Neill walked into a Santa Monica 7-Eleven around 2.30 a.m. on Tuesday. Uh, Allegedly, he demanded that the store clerk hand him the money from the register. Cops were called. O'Neill was arrested soon after. We know um, that Redmond O'Neill, who is the son of Ryan O'Neill and Farrah Fawcett, has a history of drug addiction throughout most of his adult life. Oh, so sad. It's really sad. And these are the types of crimes that are so addiction fueled that it's because of addiction that these types of crimes happen. And it affects everyone. It doesn't matter how much privilege you have, how wealthy you are or not. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, Okay, so I'll keep you posted on that one. Melanie Griffith talking a little bit about her daughter Dakota Johnson's relationship with Coldplay frontman and Gwyneth Paltrow consciously uncoupled (laughs) guy, Chris Martin. Brother, husband. Brother, husband. I almost forgot that they were doing it. (laughs) I did. Dakota and uh, yeah. and Chris Martin. So she was talking with Us Weekly and some other reporters at um, this luncheon yesterday. And Melanie Griffith said, I adore him. She is very private about her life. And I respect that. These two um, have been dating for a while. Us Weekly first reported it in December of 2017. She's 28. He's 41. And insiders he at the likes time, the young ladies. I it guess. turns out. Because didn't he date Jennifer Lawrence, too? And then he went. To, yeah. She's even younger. Isn't yeah. She? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. She's young. Uh, apparently, at that at that time, insiders were saying they've gotten to know each other really well, and they're very comfortable with one another. It is more than just a fling. I mean, I would say it definitely is if they've been together for yeah six months. What is it? May? It's been it's at least May since right December. Yes. I don't know. Look at it out there. Feel it I out there. I feels can't. Like, I know. I have a, a uh, winter jacket on. I today, know. So. I know. So it's a challenge. I put a hat on my child on the way out the door today. That was just how it went. So I had to tell my children to wear uh, long pants. I know. Tell them to do that because they were like, no, it's short season. No, it's put your, you pants, put your on. pants on. You put your pants on. They did. The amount of times as a parent that you have to say, put your pants on. Mm. To put your anything on. Adult. Everyone in your house. Yes. Put your shoes on. And you're going to be saying on. it even more. <laughs> keep your pants on. It's- Instead of put them on, keep them on. I can't even. I can't even. Just wait, ladies. Uh, Sarah Palin back in the dirt alert today. I've been thinking about her quite a bit as we've been just. She's been thinking about you too. I know. It's interesting. The reason is, is because there's been so much talk about John McCain. You know, John Mm -hmm. McCain um, is battling this brain cancer. He's in really tough shape with his health. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I've just been thinking about like the trajectory of like how one decision changes everything for not only one person, but Mm -hmm. then the butterfly effect of everyone. This is what was going through my mind this morning as I was like pouring hot water into my coffee. Hmm. Um, And it's because of that choice of John McCain choosing Sarah Palin as his running mate. When you look back, could I mean. I just think that so many people would say that that is the reason why he didn't get elected. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean that that decision, because it just went into this Sarah Palin crazy and everyone forgot that John. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. McCain was even running. It was just like the Sarah Palin show. So Sarah Palin in the news today because she was talking with the Daily Mail. John McCain has said that he regrets picking Sarah Palin as his running mate in 2008. But Sarah Palin says that's not what Senator McCain has told her over all these years. And she says that every time she hears reports about McCain's regrets and reading that news, she says it's a perpetual gut punch is what Sarah Palin had to say about it. Mm -hmm. We'll get over it. She said, I attribute a lot of what we're hearing. A gut punch feels like. Have you heard about her family brawls out on the front yard? We can play some audio if you'd like to hear Mm -hmm. it. It's not good. She (laughs) says, I attribute a lot of what we're hearing and reading regarding McCain's statements to his ghostwriter or ghostwriters. I don't know unless I heard it from Senator McCain myself. How about he's a fine man and we wish him all the best and hope he gets Mm -hmm. better soon? Mm -hmm. Just be Mm -hmm. an adult. Mm -hmm. It's an opportunity. I know these things. I am. The consummate adult. Says the, the person room. who we just played the audio ah, ah, ah. of him saying the words. Those were not my words. What'd the, you say? Alexis's words. Big ass weenie. <laughs> it was in her journal when she was a young child, a, a young gal. <laughs> I love these diaries. Mm-hmm. So, so good. Um, okay. Big Little Lies was so successful. Season one was so successful and everyone wanted a season two. So what did it take to make it happen? David E. Kelly. Um, was the creator of Big Little Lies, was a big part of it, says, I didn't think it was a good, very good idea to do a second season. We wrote it as a one-off, and we ended it in a way that was very lyrical, but we ended on a lie. I get so protective of characters and series, too, that I don't want to damage them in any way, and I so loved how we ended year one, and I thought, let's just leave it at that. But, of course, David E. Kelly, along with the cast, Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, the rest of them are back for the second season, which is expected to premiere in 2019. And here was the here's the change of heart. Meryl Streep. He says a multitude of forces led to this change, but mainly it came down to a creative analysis. Um, They went on so that the author, Leanne Moriarty, wrote a novella of new stories and most of them they're using in the second season. But the genius one was introducing this character who's being played by Meryl Streep. It's a delicious character and I felt bringing her in was both liberating and daunting. Hmm. Daunting because she sets a high bar and you have to measure up, but liberating in that now the show's not going to be compared to last year. There was freedom in that. I just think that's interesting because I'm like so big little lies obsessed. And I have I watched it when I was on maternity leave and just like was so sad when the seven episodes were over and just didn't even know what to do. And now I had enough space that I think I just want to go back and watch it again so that I can see the little things that I missed the first time. Yeah, I mean, you do get attached to those characters. It's so good. It was so good. How many episodes was that? Seven. Seven episodes. So really, that's not a huge investment if you want to go back and watch it. Oh, not at all. No. No. Yeah. Have you watched it yet, Brad? Mm -mm. Oh, Bradley. Trainer. Bradley. Trainer. Trainer. Okay, I'll watch it. (laughs) You have to watch it. You will love it. Yeah, no, I'm there. It's so good. Uh, The Weeknd and Bella Hadid, in case you didn't know, they are back together. They make out 
and that means that they're back together. So okay. Everybody adjust your My heart was uh, your list of Hollywood couples. <laughs> if you thought they were broken up, they're back together because they, they were making out. They were making out and they, they are back together. Out. Did you guys see um, Kim Kardashian West was on Live with Kelly and Ryan this morning? I saw that she was on. I did not see it. It was interesting. Any because, revelations? Well, a couple of fun things. I mean, she did talk about... Um, she talked about how she liked the surrogacy process of having a baby so much better than being actually pregnant and having one. Now, granted, she couldn't get she couldn't do a pregnancy for this mm-hmm. third baby because of health issues. Um, but she said that she just liked that so much better. I was uh, like, I'm well, sure it's I, much easier for her to get to her uh, post. I know. Pre-baby yeah. Post spot. What, what is it again? Pre-baby, pre-baby body. Pre-baby body. body. I know. Post I kind of felt a little body. bit like sad about that, but I don't know. I mean, I get it. There are a lot of people. Who have, I, I didn't embrace pregnancy and love pregnancy that much. either. It's such a hard conversation to have. It just is. Yes. It's loaded you know with what, a whole though? bunch of stuff. But. It's mother's day. Y'all are mothers. Congrats. That's the truth. Holla. Happy mother's day weekend. Yeah. You know what mom wants? Time to not have to act like a mom. <laughs> don't even get me started. Come I'm on gonna, over to our house I'll this going, weekend. I don't care. I'll be going on a, a, a rant about why Mother's Day is BS later on the show. Oh, sham, wow. sham, sham, sham. When we come back, we sham, do need a caller sham, to play sham. the 30 Second Pop Culture Challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds to answer five questions and you'll win a prize if you get them all right. We're going to give you 30 seconds to answer five questions on the Colleen and Bradley show. If you get them all right, you'll win a prize on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and your 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture challenge. Who is the playing, Colleen, and what is she playing for? We've got Chris on the line in halls. What's Chris playing for today? A pair of Fandango movie passes to see the movie Life of the Party. All right, Chris, Chris, Bobis, are you ready to play this <laughs> wonderful game? Yes, I am. Here we go. Chris Martin is the lead singer of what band? Cat. Who is Luke Skywalker's father? Darth Vader. Sheldon Cooper is a lead character on what TV show? Big Bang Theory. Who is Bryce Dallas Howard's dad? Um, Ron Howard. What is Paul McCartney's middle name? I don't know. Pass. Uh, who is, uh, Chris Martin is the lead singer of what band? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> It was cold I'm sorry you didn't win today. We will play again on Monday. We do that every weekday at 1230, the 32nd Pop Culture Challenge. Coldplay was the band that Chris Martin is the front and, man And uh, trick of. question on the last one there. Paul McCartney's middle name? Paul. So he's Paul Paul McCartney. No, he's... I, it, no, he's no, James. Paul, no, James Paul Paul, Paul Ma- McCartney. Okay. No, James Friday, Paul McCartney. Friday face over there. What does that even mean? It means it's Friday and that's your face. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Now that we're done with the 30-second pop culture challenge, we move on to solving mysteries, and we do it in the form of blind items that Holly if it has were brought Paul, to us. Paul McCartney, he'd be P.P. McCartney. Next. <laughs> this segment we call Blinded by the Item. <laughs> we're just going to move on from that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. that didn't happen. Uh, let's go to crazydaysandnights.net. They got mm. a lot of blind items. We like to read them. Our first blind item has to do with a movie director and an A-plus list, mostly movie actor. Two people we have to think about in this first blind item. This movie director was threatened with being fired if he didn't defend and support this A-plus list mostly movie actor, even though the actor was in the wrong. This is going to be an awful movie. Ooh. Um, 
Uh, if he didn't defend and support his A plus list. Now focus on the actor because I don't know if the director is a name that we're gonna know. Okay, but we'll definitely know the name of the. So actor. the actor got in trouble. Uh-huh. Oh, is it Johnny Depp? Oh, oh yes, yes, because he's the one that had that supreme meltdown uh, on the on the set, right? And then, right. And of course, then Johnny Depp was like, "Yeah, no, I didn't have a meltdown." Yeah, and the director of that movie, his name is Brad Furman. He said that Johnny Depp is a consummate professional, great collaborator, and a supporter of other artists. Hmm. Going on to say he always treats the crew and people around him with the utmost respect. Movies can be stressful and non-events often become exaggerated. Mm. We all love stories. There isn't one here. Um, Nice try. Okay, so go back and fill in the blanks of that. All right. So the director of the upcoming movie Labyrinth was threatened with being fired if he didn't defend and support Johnny Depp, even though Johnny was in the wrong Labyrinth is going to be an awful movie. Mm-hmm. This makes me sad. Right? Because it's ruining your childhood. <sighs> it's not. No, this has nothing to do with David Bowie and Jennifer oh, Connelly. No, this has everything. Well, to, no, this movie is about the murder of Biggie Smalls. Oh, that's right. Oh, and yes. Johnny Depp plays a police detective who is investigating. Okay, then I don't care. So bye. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. All right. Well, good. So, you know, the good news is out of that horrible story, Came We've silver made Bradley happy. Your childhood mm. is not going to be ruined. Now restored. All right. All right. Moving on. Blinded by the item. Our next blind item from CrazyDaysAndNights.net has to do with a feud. A feud. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Mm-hmm. While I read you this blind item from CrazyDaysAndNights.net. So it appears the ending of the feud was all for the show and an attempt to create buzz for this network show that is not up to the standards it used to be. Plus, the highest paid part of the show wants to come back, so figured her stunt might help, especially if the former enemy appears on the show. Oh, God, this is so easy. Like, everybody's screaming in their car. Ready? One, two, three. Katy Perry and... American Idol. And Taylor Swift. Well, Taylor Swift, but yeah, the show being American Idol. Yes. All of the above. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, let's fill in the blanks. All right, so it appears that ending the feud was all for show and an attempt to create buzz for American Idol. Plus, Katy Perry wants to come back for the second season, so she figured her stunt might help, especially if Taylor Swift appears on American Idol. Uh, It's so dumb. I t- you know, listen, did we not know that this all well, happened? You know, you know how it's we know, knew that it was completely fake other than just, you know, reason? Life? Why? Because remember how this all happened. She, Katy Perry sends Taylor Swift mm-hmm. a package and inside the package was an olive branch mm-hmm. with a note. Hi, old friend. Blah, blah, words, words, blah, blah. Sorry, words, words. Mm-hmm. Over. And then Taylor published that on Insta- Instagram mm-hmm. on her social media and was like, oh, thank you. And then remember what we heard? Yeah. Because so like if that happened, we'd all be like, well, that just seems really cheesy. And if I were an executive over at American, I would be like, Katie, really? You're trying to like get attention that bad? Like, mm-hmm. OK, girl. Um, So she needed to have plausible deniability. Well, how mm-hmm. does she have plausible deniability, you ask? She tells people that she's upset that Taylor Swift shared it on social media. Why would you ever assume that she wouldn't? Because she's Taylor Swift. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, I see how this works. 
I see you, Katy Perry. I was born at night, but I wasn't born Just last go back night. Just in California and squirt some, you know, whipped cream out of your uh, boobies. I love that song. Oh, it's such a good song. It's a good for like a spin class. Next blind item. It is a fun workout song, isn't it? Mm-hmm. All right. So those two blind items were kind of easy, but this one I think will be a little more difficult to solve. It's a throwback blind item, confirmed blind item, by the way, from CrazyDaysAndNights.net, meaning that there are names officially published with this blind item, and it's a throwback blind item. Think about an a list television actor okay. who moved into made-for-TV acting mm-hmm. and a permanent A-list singer. Ooh, fun. Okay. Here's your blind item. Back in the day, this actor was an A-list tween on a hit network show. Later, he became an A-list television actor who progressed into made-for-TV movie acting. Hmm. Anyway, back when he was still a tween on that show of his, he hooked up with this permanent A-list singer, who at the time, no one had heard of. It's crazy if you think about them hooking up. Okay. So, wow, this is tough. Who is uh, a tweener who had his own show who then went to do made for TV movies? First of all, who's still doing made for TV movies? It's called the Hallmark Channel. Yeah. Oh my God. So it's probably, oh, what's his name? Um, with the, oh God, I can see him and I can't think. Ta- give me dark like hair, stuff around right? him. Does he have dark hair? Uh, oh. oh, wow. Okay. I give up. So um, let's start over. Does he have blonde hair? <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Rick Schroeder? <gasps> wow! Okay. Wow. That was. I pulled that out of my. Yes. Totally do. You sure Somewhere. did. Okay. So, oh, that actually makes, makes perfect total sense. Okay. Sense, doesn't it? Uh, back when he was still a tween on that show of his, he hooked up with this permanent A list singer who at the time oh. no one had heard of. Alfonso Ribeiro. I, I was so, like, <laughs> hoping you would say that. Um,. Permanent A-list singer. Okay, who's permanent A-list? I think like Beyonce. I think like Madonna. I think like Britney Spears. Well, I, she's way too young. Think of someone who unfortunately always oh, no longer with us. No Whitney Houston. What? Oh my god! That was the best blind item of the week. Weird. Let me fill in the blanks for you. Back in the day, Ricky Schroeder, later to be known as Rick Schroeder, then back to Ricky Schroeder. Of course, he starred on the show Silver Spoons. Anyways, back when he was still a tween on Silver Spoons, he hooked up with Whitney Houston, who at the time no one had heard of. That is kind of awesome. So crazy. Because, well, first of all, like, who didn't want to hook up with Rick Schroeder? Let's just start there. Thank you. Um, but w- that nobody had heard of Whitney Houston. And what was she doing? Like, how did they... Okay. Was she on the show? Well, can I just say that if you Google it, Bravo has a story from 2013, Ricky's Whitney Houston hookup. Oh. He had a makeout session on the set of Silver Spoons during Plead the Fifth. So I wonder if maybe he just admitted to kissing, but really there was more. There was more to it. Yeah. Okay, well, good. Now we oh, know. interesting. Wow, that was those were some good ones. Thank you, Holly, for, for doing the heavy lifting on those. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, you all have been busy this weekend. Y'all have been busy Googling, and we're going to find out what you were Googling with our Google Trends expert right after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My MyTalk 1071. 
Okay, I'm excited specifically to learn about a bride and a crocodile. That is one of the things that was trending apparently this week on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, each week at this time, we check in with our Google Trends expert to see what you all have been Googling this week. You better see this. There's something new trending. It's time to talk Google Trends with someone who knows what you're looking for. What are all those websites in your search history? With a Google Trends expert, here are Colleen and Bradley. Well, we've got Molly on the line. Hi, Molly. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Thanks again for having me, and happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. So, This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. One of the things that uh, stuck out to Bradley and me on our list of things that was trending this week, that were trending this week on Google, um, The Bride and the Crocodile, is this a new Disney movie or what's that all about? You know, you may think it from the name. It definitely sounds like it has sort of that appeal, but it's actually a very interesting and relatively serious news story. So what had happened was a woman was canoeing um, on the Zambezi River in Africa, and it was about five days before her wedding, and she had headed out there. The couple was just, you know, enjoying the time, and very unexpectedly, a crocodile incredibly unfortunately actually bit her arm so severely that it had to be amputated oh and yes it's shocking and something that you would probably never expect like that we read the two words bride and crocodile in conjunction and it doesn't seem to make much sense but what was really incredible about this story is that she's just had the most positive attitude about this entire thing she had said that she was mainly just happy that she could have her wedding when she planned to have it and that it was to be a joyous celebration and she could be surrounded by all of her friends and family. So it's really inspirational, especially because you hear these stories about women who oftentimes are very stressed out about certain details of the ceremony and their big day. And she just really took everything in stride. Oh wow, that's, that's a, amazing. Yeah, that's it's. I, it, originally, when I heard this, I thought of that guy. Wasn't there just a guy who like pulled a ring out of like a crocodile's mouth or something to like propose to his girlfriend? Or there was some kind of like at, maybe it was an alligator. I don't know. But oh, there was I don't some. Know. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, good story. Sorry. Never mind. Quite the story. <laughs> well, uh, one of the things that we were paying tons of attention to on the Colleen and Bradley show this week and all around the radio station that was trending this week was the Met Gala. Yes, and this is one that I can personally attest to spending a lot of time on the internet looking up because I love the Met Gala and I'm always fascinated. And it's definitely famous for its avant-garde fashion and there's usually a theme and this year the theme was 
heavenly bodies, which is actually heavily religiously informed and kind of based off of the Vatican. So we saw a ton of people then turn to Doodle the next day to look up all of those different fashions and different public figures because it is a huge night. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have a sense of um, like who gets more interest on the Met Gala? Yeah, you know, so we do have a couple in terms of, like, who was trending the most and who we saw people look up the most. Number one is actually Selena Gomez, and that happens because a lot of people were critiquing her look, then a lot of people wanted to know her reactions to the critiques, so that was a big one. And then the second one was actually my favorite of the night, Blake Lively. I'm not sure if you saw her dress, but I thought that that was artistically stunning no oh my gosh i have to look at that now we're all screwed Um, to look you know what other ways were people uh engaging google around the met gala i i imagine that there's an entire section of people you know we deal with the met gala every year because it's so visible in terms of celebrities showing up in these you know pieces of art the the clothing that they're wearing is basically art itself so we pay attention to it but i imagine there are a lot of people who don't even know what it is Exactly. That is one of the ways that we saw people engage Google because a lot of people wanted to know, you know, what is the Met Gala? And it's also known as the Met Ball, so sometimes that creates some confusion. But it's an annual fundraising gala for the benefit of the Metropolitan Museum of Art Costume Institute in New York City. So a lot of people like to look up, you know, what does it benefit? Why are these people there? As well as kind of how much does it cost to attend the gala. Uh, Tickets are $30,000 a piece and tables at $275,000 a piece. So unfortunately, that's a little prohibitive for me, but, you know, a girl can dream. Uh, Yeah. Well, someday, you never know. I mean, and not to mention, you know, what probably goes into the preparations for it financially. You know, you can't just show up wearing something off the rack from Nordstrom. <laughs> right. As soon as they make the theme J Crew, maybe I'll be able right. to attend. Yeah, but right. until that time, then I'm in. I'm waiting for Old Navy, frankly. <laughs> Molly, thank you um, for joining us. The last thing on the list for uh, the things that were trending this week: Mother's Day, because of course it's just around the corner. What does uh, Google Trends have to say about how people engage that on on uh, Google? Definitely. So this is one that comes up every year. But what was interesting about this year is we actually saw a pretty big spike in image searches around Mother's Day, particularly for cards and crafts. So people were really interested in doing their own gifts for mom and looking for inspiration and ways to do that. So that was a pretty cool thing. Do you have any sense of like new things for Mother's Day that people might be looking for? Because I always feel like everybody runs to you know, a florist or Sherry's berries or something. Do you have any trends that maybe have increased over the last few years for Mother's Day gifts? Yeah, so you're definitely not wrong. In general, the two biggest things that we see are Mother's Day flowers and Mother's Day brunch, and those can be more or less popular depending on where you are in the country. But um, I would say that this whole DIY bit about, like, what's a craft that I could make is kind of newer and something that we saw spiked this year. So that's Hmm. pretty interesting. I think it comes from a lot of the thing of, okay, well, I I do something for my mom every year and it's usually flowers or brunch. So like, what else could I do? That's a little more hands-on. Oh, I kind of love that. Um, I do too. Yeah. Cause that kind of stuff is uh, sentimental. It's it's like getting, it's like a dad getting a tie again for father's day. I mean, you know, I don't think mom always, maybe she does if she loves flowers, but I feel like you, you know, could change it up every once in a while. Molly, I think so too. Molly, thank you so much for joining us today, and we'll talk to you again next week. I will talk to you next week, and have a great weekend. Thanks, Thanks Molly. Thanks, Molly. Okay, you just said 
the thing that I needed to say. Which is what? Which is, unless a woman really, or a mom really likes flowers, getting flowers every year for Mother's Day gets a little tired. Oh. And I'm oh my gonna, God, should I have not sent my mom flowers this no, year? No, 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 no. I think that that actually makes perfect sense. You're not with her. You know, if you were with her, I would assume you'd probably take her out to eat or do something, you know, spend time with her. And that's a lovely thing as well. But I'm going to say something that is probably super unpopular. Okay. Or maybe it's totally popular. I'm not quite sure. I think Mother's Day is 100% BS. Ooh, drop the bomb. I think it's a BS holiday, and I'm going to tell you all the reasons why wow. when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. But, you know, if you, uh, if hey you kids, have a particular maybe sentiment. Maybe tune away from the radio for a while while mom's going off. <laughs> if you have a particular sentiment about it, we'd love to hear from you as well. 651-641-1071. Again, my perspective is that Mother's Day is basically... Um, a big crock of you know what? Wow! And I'm gonna get. I have reasons. I I'm not just saying that. I've thought this out. I've been a mom for a while now. I feel like I have some perspective on the matter, and I'd like to share it with you. If you'd like to join in the conversation, six five one six four one one zero seven one. And one more thing, I want to remind people: uh, we are coming up on the royal wedding, and I believe today is the very first day that we are asking people to listen for our hot ticket sounder to win their way in to see the royal wedding. Oh, awesome! When's that going to be? With us, you're gonna. We will give that opportunity to win at some point in the last hour of our show today. So just so you know when to be listening, these are, uh, these are you do have to win to get in, to come and watch the Royal Wedding with us while we broadcast live on the air. Uh, we're having a pajama party and we want you to be there. Listen for that hot ticket sounder. And uh, 651-641-1071 if you're interested in telling me your thoughts on whether or not Mother's Day is B.